Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I am your host, Blake Harrison, and still Stu is on his amazing humanitarian mission where he's taking a van load of aid to uh, Poland in order to help Ukrainian refugees. So we applaud Stu. Well done, Stu. But again, he's left me on Mitod. So I will be conducting this interview on my own. But don't worry about that because it doesn't matter whether you like me or not. It's all about our guest. And our guest is one of the most popular guys in the UFC. And he's only had one fight. His second fight, in one fight in the UFC, I should say. His second fight in the UFC is coming in a few days. It's coming this Saturday against Rodrigo. Kazula Vargas and uh, the roof is going to blow off the place when he walks out. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Paddy the Baddy Pimblet. We're all really excited to see his fight. Let's just crack on with the chat. You don't want to hear from me. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Paddy the Baddy Pimblet. Mate, I'm going away. I ain't told you yet, have I? And I'm a little bit worried that when I'm away, I'm not going to be able to access the big event. I don't know what to do. Ah, well, what you need, mate, is that Nord VPN. You know, just with one click, you can flick your location back to the UK, wherever you are in the world, and you won't miss any of the big events and all that kind of stuff that you're subscribing to in the UK. Oh, right. So I can only, it's only for like big events and stuff like that. No, mate, it's anything that you're subscribing to. So maybe you want to watch a bit of all four, get a bit of in-betweeners in you, you know? That'll work. Maybe you want to watch the multi-award winning A Very English Scandal on BBC iPlayer. That'll work. Maybe you want to make sure you don't miss uh, the new series of Kate and Koji that comes out on ITV. That'll work abroad as well. Just flick your location over to the UK, mate. Are these all shows that you're in? Mate, don't change the subject. We're talking about NordVPN here. It's not all about me. But that'll work. It'll all be fine. And in regards to sort of Cyber security. For instance, I I might be on holiday and I want to join the Dead Hand Gang. Like um, some of the sites might be prone to hackers. What's the kind of cyber security like? That's exactly what it's for. It's for cyber security. No one will get your personal data and information. All that stuff will be hidden away from those pesky cyber snoops, and it will oh. keep you secure. 
Harrison, have you got a deal for this? Maybe I do, mate. So if you go to nordvpn.com forward slash MMA fan or use the code MMA fan, you can get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one month free and a bonus gift. Plus, it's all completely risk free because they have a 30 day money back guarantee. Oh, I am all over this. Give me that address again. It's nordvpn.com forward slash MMA fan or just use the code MMA fan and that'll get you your discount. Lovely stuff. Paddy Pimblet, how you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good. Nice to see you again. Yeah, very good, good mate. mate. Very good. Um, so we just had a little Wi-Fi problem there, but I think you should be you should be all right. I think I'm loving yeah, the it's all right. It's all right on my end, like have it must yeah. on my end. Yeah, no, you're sounding better now. And I'm loving the dressing yeah. gown. Have we uh, have we woken you up this morning? No, no, I was lad to have a lie in today, lad, like because the only day I could get a lie in and I went to sleep last night about eleven and woke up at eight, couldn't even have a lie in. So I had to just have my omelet then and uh, I'm just chilling now watching watching the telly all day or playing the Xbox. Brilliant. Well, nice to have a nice rest day before what is going to be a massive week with UFC London uh, coming at us on, on Saturday. Um, before we get into that, let's just go back a little bit to your last fight because we spoke to you just before your UFC debut and I've got to know, what was it like finally making that walk after all those years of, of visualising it and all that? What was it like to finally make the walk to the UFC Octagon? brilliant lad you know what I mean uh, everything happened the way I wanted it to happen like literally people say oh he took a big shot but I like stuff like that I like taking a shot to prove that I can take it and then come back in the same round and win I said before the fight one f- first round finish one interview and everyone will know I am and I proved myself right I wanted to know was was there any nerves at all because I know you're someone that just doesn't seem to feel that stuff much but then Ian Gary was the same and we had him on and he said when he did make the first walk he he actually did feel a little bit of nerves he he was like oh shit now I I am here now did anything become real for you did you get any nerves at all before walking out nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. Lad, I swear to god I was just it's what I was put on this planet to do lad fight lad and entertain people and every time I get in a cage I'll do it I've said since I was like 16 what's the point of being nervous when you know you're going to win so I've never really nerves have never really got to me you have a nervous energy but I use it in a good way and the fight itself you mentioned you did you did take a couple of shots you said you you like that style of fight is it important for you so that, that you're um that your fights are entertaining for fans because there'll be a lot of fighters that might have that kind of debut and go, oh, I need to work on getting hit less just for, for my health because it's risky and all that stuff. But you're saying that you you like those those kind of fights. Is it important to you that your your fights are very fan-friendly? Yeah, they like to entertain people, you know what I mean? It's not MMA, it's not just about winning. Like It's also about entertaining people. And that's what I, I plan on doing. In this next fight, I can't really see myself getting it that much, to be honest. So uh, I'm not going to take no big shots like that last fight, but it'll still be entertaining. No matter what, when I get in the cage, it's always entertaining. Whether I take them down and beat them up and submit them or whether I strike with them and knock them out. And did you get to see Dana White afterwards? Did you did you get him in that headlock you were talking about before the, uh, before the event? No, I didn't see him. I think, to be honest, I didn't see him. 
when I did, I eventually met him a couple of weeks later when I was in New York. I met him in New York at the Barstool office. He was doing a, a, a little interview the same day I was. And what did, did he say anything to you about the fight or about your UFC yeah, no, just had a just had a little chat and that. That was about it. Not not a major. I think he's coming to London though. I hope he is, lad, so we can feel the atmosphere in person when I walk yeah. out and get that win. Yeah, and you think that that might, you know, I mean, it's early days, but I know you're looking forward to hopefully one day bringing them to Anfield. I know one day I'm going to bring them to Anfield, 100%. I know that's coming. Like, as we said before, visualisation and imagining things, and I've, I've visualised fighting in Anfield. When I was there the other night with Nick Pete and Blaze and the BT cameraman, I was um, like, you'll never walk alone, got sang, and as it finished, I turned to, to Nick and Blaze and just went, so imagine now. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they both just had eyes lit up. Just they know what it'd be like. You know what I mean? It, yeah. I, I know full well that that's gonna happen before I retire. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, I mean, yeah, that would be an amazing sight. I'd love to be there for that. Uh, you mentioned the barstool barstool sport still. Um, how did that come about? Because that seems to it was a very, I mean, from what I've seen, I don't want to pry too much into your financial stuff, but what I've seen is it like a million dollars or a million pounds or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how true that is. You can tell us or not tell us, up to you. But how did that come about? Well, it's a, for, it's for a, million, a million pound deal over two years. That's amazing, mate. And, and... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That just goes to show that, you know, you, you've really made your name in Cage Warriors. You've become a person in Cage Warriors and then you've had one fight in the UFC and then this stuff has all kicked off for you. You don't necessarily have to get to the UFC immediately. You can create with the right personality and the right fight style and all that. You can create a brand outside of the UFC and then go there. And these deals are open to you very, very quickly. Are you are you are you sleeping in satin sheets now? Is there is there any motivation problems because you're, you're on your big bastard no. still? I can see well, you're in a dressing gown, mate. You're in the, the the house robe, you know. Maybe you've gone all Billy Big Time on us. I've always loved the dressing gown, me lad. This is, I think this is only from George sort of this. But um, yeah, an email. I've got an email. What am I on about? That's called sorry on you. I got a DM on Insta off Dave Portnoy. I was just like, what's happening? You're all right. Um, and he's, I just got him in touch with my manager, Graham. And from there, it just all developed. You know what I mean? And Port, I've, I've met 
Dave when I was in America, he's such a cool dude. You know what I mean? He's a Belzer fella. It's it's like it's like the perfect company that fits me. So that's why I love it so much. Like literally the company just fits me to a T because I've been in the office, I've met them all, I've done all sorts of little podcasts and all videos with them and it just suits me down to the T. I was made for Barstool and Barstool was made for me. And like I'm in a more a month off Barstool than I am when I fight. Wow. That's like, incredible. What an amazing thing to be able to do that. And well done to Graham getting that deal done and everything as well. That's fantastic. Yeah, Graham's the man, lad. Graham is the man. Without Graham, I wouldn't be where I am today. Just like without Ian Dean, I wouldn't be where I am today and like me, me, me gym family. Like, it's not just me what does all this. I'm the one that believes in myself and has the visualisation and knows what's coming. But without all the people around me pushing me, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Well, what is coming is UFC London this Saturday. How are you feeling? How's camp going? Is everything going well? It's always a weird question, that, because you think you're always just going to get the same answer. It's the best camp ever. It's going exactly, really yeah, well. But, you're, you're, yeah. uh, you're always going to get the same answer back, and it sounds, it sounds cliche. But And I said it last time for the Vendramini fight, but this has been the best camp of my life again. Like, I'm just levelling up every time now. I'm just levelling up each fight, and I just can't wait to get in there and show everyone how much better I've got over the past six months. I've done, I've done a lot of training I've worked on my taekwondo my boxing my, yeah. my judo my wrestling my jiu-jitsu you me like I'm just going to be a completely different animal when I get in the cage again this time yeah, and there's a lot of talk about the walkout obviously everyone's really excited for it do you think that's going to have a negative effect on Vargas mentally or do you do you not really care about that stuff you're just worried about you yeah, I don't really care about that stuff. I'm just worried about me, you know what I mean? I just like I don't I've done a little bit of work on him because like he's a southpaw, so I've I have focused on him a little bit, but not much. I just focus on making myself better. And you're right that I think the, the walkout could affect him, but at the same time he's nearly thirty seven, lad. I've I've still had more fights than him, though, to be honest. I've still had a couple of more fights than him, but he's nearly thirty seven, lad. He's probably seen a lot in in his years. But that walkout's going to put the shits up. When he has the crowd going bananas and the atmosphere, he's going to be like, wow, what have I got myself in for you? Brilliant. And he does seem like more of a striker than a grappler, which makes me wonder, is there an opportunity for for fans that have only really seen your, your UFC debut? They are maybe not aware of that kind of... The, the, your submission game, your grappling. So when you look at someone that is, and I'm sure he's no slouch on the ground at all, but he does seem to favour his striking than his, than his grappling. Do you think you've got an opportunity to to showcase a completely different side of your game that the just the UFC fans haven't seen before? Obviously, the Cage Warriors fans have all, all seen your, your flying triangles and all this stuff, but are you thinking, I'm going to show these guys that have just been on me for the UFC debut something a bit special, something different? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking that, to be honest, because, as you say, he's more of a striker, and his, his ground game's shite, to be honest, lad. His ground game bad. And if I, get, if I get him to the ground in the first round, he's getting subbed in the first round. I'm half looking just coming out and crash-matching me changer and him, lad. Just single-legging him straight away, putting him on his back and not even letting him land the punch and submitting him within, like, two minutes. But I half want to show me striking off again because of the stuff what I've done this camp lad working on fighting a southpaw and stuff so I don't know lad we'll just see how I feel on the night we'll see how I feel it's that simple I I, I don't go into stuff for the set plan 
we'll see what on the night how I feel if I want to take him down I'll do that if I want to stand with him I'll do that Brilliant and you get the win UFC London how many fights do you want this year how active do you want to be I want at least three fights this year like at least yeah but I'm not going to lie after this one and say I'm keeping my weight down because I'm not I'm going to get fat and I can't wait to get fat. <laughs> like, I've done like a 12-week diet for this camp, lad, and I just can't wait to eat loads of donuts and desserts and burgers and loaded fries and Chinese and Thai food. I can't wait. I mean, there must be pressure from either your coaches or people around you to say, Paddy, come on, just just, just stay, stay a bit more in shape. Something like that. You, you must be getting that because yeah. we, we've heard it before and you've seen people like Ricky, Hack, Ricky Hatton through the years and people like that, that have gone up and down and up and down. Do you, do you in any way think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this? It's like, no, fuck it. I just love my life yeah, and I love I, eating food. <laughs> and I know I shouldn't be doing it. I know I should keep my weight down. But when you're going from eating like 2,000, 2,500 calories a day, and then I've got the lad, I've got a crazy appetite. You're gonna yeah. see in the next few weeks as my vlogs. I think after me fight, my vlogs are just gonna consist of me eating food and basically doing food reviews. Because lad, I reckon I eat about on an average day seven and a half thousand calories. Wow. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous how much I eat, lad. Like people when people go for food with me, they're like, lad, are you still eating? I'm like, yeah, lad, I'm still hungry. See, I, I've had people always say that to me. I'm like one of those skinny guys that can just pack it away. And I'm like, I'm, you say these things and I'm like, I, I wonder if you could eat, if we could eat a similar amount. I'm not, I don't know. I mean, as I'm getting older, I'd have to say my appetite's going down a bit. It's not what it was. But a few years back, I would I would happily have like two or three KFCs a day. And then I'd still be a skinny bastard as well. That's what I was like until I started doing the yo-yo dieting. So when uh, I was younger, I could just eat as much as I wanted and not put weight on. When I started dieting to make weight for fights and then going back up, that's when it happens. You know what I mean? Because you're coming down and weight, yeah. then you're going back up, then you're coming down and weight, then you're going back up. But I'd rather be fat and happy than in shape and miserable. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I don't care what anyone says. All these divvies what walk around all year round, lad, with a six-pack. They're just doing it for show, lad, to look, like, to look hard when they couldn't take a punch in their life. Well, mate, I, we don't want to keep you for too long. I say we, Stu's not here, it's just me. Uh, me and the people in my head, we don't want to keep you for too long. But uh, obviously, big fight coming up in your division. Uh, I, I, I think it's been announced, but I'm not 100% sure, but we all know it's going to come. Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje. Have you got any thoughts on that? I think it has been announced, to be honest, just with like the Chandler Ferguson fight got announced too. But yes. um, yeah, I think it's a tough one because I picked Oliveira against Chandler. But then I thought Poirier was going to knock Oliveira out. And then he proved me wrong, you know what I mean? And I half don't want to pick against Oliveira, but just yeah. engage, he's my yeah. favourite fighter. And I can see him knocking him out. He's got that power and he's got that style to not get sucked down. So I'm going to have to go with Justin Gagey by first or second round KO. And is it all eventually... A mute point anyway, because is that Makachev's behind them, or do you think that that's a slightly an overhype? Not that he's overhyped. Obviously, we all know he's very, very good. But everyone's thinking, well, when Makachev gets the title shot, he will be champion. Do you subscribe to that, or do you think, no, it's not as cut and dry as that? Not as cut and dry as that at all. Not as cut and dry as that at all. I uh, I can see Benil Dariush beating Islam Makachev, to be honest, when they fight. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah. I think Benio Darius is so overlooked and so underrated. I agree. Actually, I really love Darius. I think it's maybe Islam's toughest challenge. And it's yeah, interesting by far, that, yes, that's yeah. the only thing. Like, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but even though he's on a 10 fight win streak or whatever it is, does he deserve a title shot for the people he's beat? He hasn't beat any yeah. top contenders. I've seen a lot of that on Twitter. I don't want to get drawn into all that, know what I mean? But I think he does need to beat Darius to then get the title yeah. shot. Darius or Poirier, know what I mean? Well, I, I think a lot of people do agree with me and Stu were chatting about it on an episode because I, I think 10 fight win streak, you could give it to him and it's not his fault that he hasn't fought the big guys. But Stu was of the mindset and a lot of people of the mindset that, no, he's, he needs to fight someone in the top five before you can go, yeah, OK, now you can get a title shot. Yeah, and it's funny the way Dana said he turned down Dos Anjos. Yeah. <laughs> After chatting all shit on Twitter to then saying him down. Uh he needs to stop letting Ali Abdulaziz tweet on his account. He makes him look like a dickhead. Well, it, has, it looks like it's blown up in his face. I think after the Bobby Green fight, he was going to get the title shot and now all that stuff. And, and it looks like he's going to have to go through Darius first now. Yeah, definitely. Well, mate, uh, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for doing this. Uh, that dressing gown looks incredibly comfortable, so I might have well, to get it is, to but this, I've had to leave him to sit there and chew it. This little bastard <laughs> sitting here chewing the fucking end of one of them. But I didn't want to like disturb him while we were doing our interview. He's fucking sitting there chewing the end of me fucking dressing gown. Little bell end, you lad. Hey, what's his name? Lenny, lad. Lenny. Lenny. Ah, uh, well. Lenny. He's just net. He's sitting at the. Let me just show you the end of me dressing gown from where literally just off this interview. Get off it. Look at that. <laughs> Lad, he's absolutely annihilated it, the little prick. Oh, mate. Well, that's it. You're going to have to use that Barstool sports money to buy another George dressing gown, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate. Well, look, thanks so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. Best of luck on the 19th against Vargas, uh, Kazula Vargas, I should say. And, uh, yeah, have a good rest of your week. Have a good fight week. Hopefully we'll see you there because uh, we're going to be at a couple of the events as well. So hopefully we'll see you there and cheer you on in person, mate. going to be there on Saturday, yeah. Nice we are going to be there Stu's on Saturday. Stu's going to be back by then from his great mission. Stu will be back soon. We're hoping he's back even in... Because we've actually got media passes. So we're hoping to even be there on like Wednesday for the media day and all that kind yeah, of stuff. As well, I'd so. love to see you as lad. It'd be nice to yeah. let me get there 100% and just shoot me a message and all that. Brilliant, man. All right, well... Awesome. And then after the fight, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll get you a drink or a, a pizza or we could have a little you food. Come off to our party all day, lad. The after party's in the O2 and Sofa Social. It's going to be a belter. Brilliant. Me, Jack, Jai and Molly are going to get a win and then land in the after party. It's going to be plush. Sounds awesome. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Well, all the best. Have a great rest of your Sunday. And uh, yeah, best of luck for the 19th. Pushy fella. Thank you very much, lad. See you later. See ya. Well, there you go. We always love chatting to Paddy on this show. Stu's gutted he's missed out on that chat. But, uh, yeah, what a great, great chat. And uh, I don't know if you could quite tell, uh, obviously, if you're just listening to this and you're not watching on YouTube, uh, his dog was just chewing on his dressing gown and uh, basically just ruining his, his nice <laughs> nice dressing gown. So uh, get onto YouTube and have a little look at that and you can actually see the damage uh, that good old Lenny has done to his dressing gown. Um, but, yeah, Paddy just seems so... As always, supremely confident. 
Kazula Vargas is, as we said, he, he was a dangerous striker at times, but Paddy seemed to not think much of his ground game, so we'll have to see what happens there, what, whether Paddy tries to go toe-to-toe with him or if he does implement some more of the grappling. That seems to be the, the more obvious, easiest pathway to victory when looking at Vargas's skill set. And uh, if you've been watching Paddy in Cage Warriors or even seen some of his highlight reel finishes, you know he's got phenomenal ground skills uh, and great submissions so we'll have to wait and see what happens but the roof is going to come off the O2 when that music kicks in and Paddy makes his walk and I can't wait for it Um, I'm sure it's going to be phenomenal to watch it'll be on BT Sport if you're not there in person and it's going to be an absolute belter Uh, if you want to get to know Paddy a little bit more you can go through some of our previous episodes now we've had Paddy on I think three times now and our first ever chat with him which was maybe I don't know like within the first eight or nine episodes we had a chat with Paddy and it was such a great chat they spoke about men's mental health some of the difficulties he's had with with injuries and how that's affected him mentally and stuff like that and it's it's a really brilliant way to to get to know Paddy before he made his UFC debut this was when he was about to fight I think David Martinez uh, in his last ever Cage Warriors fight so scroll through the episodes quickly and we have a much longer like 40 or so minute chat with uh, with Paddy the Baddie and you really get to know a lot more about him as an individual and what he's been through and some really funny stories as well about his um his fight with Julian Arosa where he threw up after the fight and the uh, the vomit looked uh, a bit kind of reddy brown and people were saying that he threw up blood he didn't throw up blood I won't tell you what it was, but you have to go and listen to the episode to find out what he actually did throw up after that fight. And it's just, it's very much part of the kind of, the Paddy evolution, as it were. I mean, he's still saying he's quite happy to balloon up after fights and eat his weight in burgers and pizzas and ice cream and desserts and stuff like that. But... He's, he has improved a bit from, from the days where he was throwing up after a fight. Um, so go back and check out that episode if you want to go to get to know Paddy more. And also, I mean, pretty much every fighter that's on the UFC London card coming at you on Saturday, we've had them on. Whether it be Paul Craig, Jack Shaw, Arnold Allen, uh, Tom Aspinall... Corey McKenna, Jai Herbert, we've had, I'm probably forgetting a couple as well, but we have had them all on. And if we've had them on more than once, then the second interview will be about what they've got coming up at that time. But that first interview, I think, is always the most important one because that is when we really have an in-depth chat with these fighters to get to know who they are as individuals, as fighters, any difficult um, moments of adversity that they've overcome, stuff like that. They're the interviews that I think are, are the real cracking ones that you want to you wanna have a listen to. So please go and check those out for all those uh, UFC London card fighters. And we will catch you next time. Stu will be back from his mission where he's doing such a phenomenal thing by taking aid into Poland to help with Ukrainian refugees. So good on him. But I hope, uh, hope you've enjoyed a bit of solo time with me. Sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Um, I'll rephrase that. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show and we will catch you next time. Bye, guys.